Welcome to Kashrus on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashrus Magazine. And tonight we have a special guest to discuss one of the topics, or several of the topics that are making the news today. And that is Rabbi David Goldstein, who is uh, an expert in Vedikas uh, Toloim and in, in, inspecting for insects, and he's going to report to us on the current status of the orange juice, and he's going to be discussing other issues as well, and it's going to be a very exciting show, and he'll be here just in a few minutes. But before he comes, I want to talk about a few other topics, and then give you a little bit of an introduction to what we're doing tonight, and why it's so important and so special that we have him on the show. I know we've discussed the orange juice before, but I think that you're going to see it in the completely different way from some of the things that I'm going to bring forth tonight, and I think it will be something that will be enlightening and helpful to you. By the way, we received a tremendous number of requests for the video about the scale insect and its life development, and I would suggest if anybody hasn't gotten it yet, you can email us at kashrus, K-A-S-H-R-U-S, at AOL.com, and we'll just write the word scale on it, and we'll send over the video to you. Uh, it comes from a, a, another party called Transfer Big Files, and you'll be getting that as soon as we get here from you. Now, be- before we go on to the topic of the orange juice, I want to discuss two things that I have in my hand, which came in recently. One is a, an email from a gentleman, and uh, I won't give you any details about him, but I think this, the story says, it's, says it all. I came from Israel for the first time to America to help at the Chabad Shluchim event at the Brooklyn Terminal, and this goes back a ways. Um, I've been working in similar events in Israel, and I was very surprised at what I saw here. Uh, I thought it was uh, like an under, underdeveloped land like Africa, not in America. Um, and what he found, basically, I'm not going to go through the details, is that the waiters were mostly Mexican. There was only a small number of from people there. And he felt that there was two issues that were very important, and I'm just going to uh, hit those on the head here. One is that he felt that um, the Meshkiach didn't notice or didn't care that the Mexicans were opening wine bottles with their trafe wine openers that they brought with them. So in other words, inspecting of, in, of, the, of the kalim that the non-Jewish workers have. And that's one of the reasons why this gentleman is writing to me. He wants to stress that we should get Jewish workers from people to work, and then we would have less issues as far as the, uh, as the kinds of things that a non-Jewish person might introduce into a catered affair. Another thing he mentioned is that um, there was no drinking water provided for the workers. And that's very important because you can't expect people to work if you don't treat them in a, in a way that is, uh, uh, you know, that, that, that they feel that they're safe and happy, etc. The first thing you do is to make sure that the workers are happy. This I learned years ago from Rabbi Jervel. We used to walk into, a, when we were cleaning for, for a, an event, they were kashring, he would walk in and slap the back of one of the non-Jewish workers there and say hi to him and talk to him and as close down to his language as he could get without going over the bounds. And he'd sometimes bring some booze for them. They, they would try to reach them. Anyway, this particular affair that claims that there, were, there wasn't any water and the uh, and 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 so effect it affects the quality and the attitude of the workers. There were a number of other issues that was there. He talked about the sanitation, etc. And 
what we're saying is that in addition to the question of uh, mashkiach, in addition to the question of uh, making sure that all the food was uh, was kosher in this preparation, we have to be concerned about the atmosphere for the workers. The workers have to be taken care of. They can't be starving. They can't be, you know, we're uh, to make a comparison, but when we, when we have these uh, kapara centers, it's very important to feed, have water available, not food, but water available to the chickens, even though they're going to, even though, even though they're going to be killed, but at least at that, at that time, they shouldn't be suffering. And that's, and certainly workers should be treated in a in respectful way with have proper sanitation, proper food and drink, etc. Extremely important. That was this letter. I don't know the details of it. I can't vouch for it, but it was an interesting letter. Another thing that was just brought to my attention today was that several of the of the Hasidish uh, rebbe's have instituted that they have Hamish Yungalite that uh, take care for for being waiters at. Uh, events, especially chasanas. Now, this is not the big halls. The big halls hire their workers the way they want to. And as you know, many of them are hiring only non-Jewish workers. When I started out, uh, you know, as a, as a younger person, we always used to see Jewish waiters. It was, it was proverbial jokes about the Jewish waiters. But, the, but the, the Jewish waiters were taking care of the food. And in this way, you don't have buses in the Salamanayan, you don't have uh, somebody getting forks and knives at a tray that they use in other affairs. I mean, there's so many things that can go wrong with non-Jewish workers. So that we, we, we saw that in the old days, but it's getting further, further away from that now. So he just mentioned to me this person that two of the um, Rebbe's have arranged that the simchas that they do in the New Square Hall and the Vision uh, uh, Social School Halls, that they have only uh, Hamish uh, Jungalite. Then they volunteer, actually, because the Rebbe's trying to keep down the price of the simchas. So this is something that it's good to emulate. This is a first topic, just to think for a moment, about Jewish workers the importance of having Jewish workers. Of course, it's a very uh, topical thing now because of what happened in Eretz Israel recently with some of the Arab workers coming and attacking, and this has been an issue that's uh, repeated again and again. And in Israel, they're they're trying to decide uh, how much they're going to restrict the Arabs from working in certain situations, especially in food preparation, in areas where they they could do some damage to... uh, Many of the people at the at the uh, restaurant or at the catering hall. So there is this concern there, and here it's a bit different concern. But kashrus wise, it's a, a different ball game. Um, we met a simcha recently, and we were went out of our way, and I really mean went out of our way to make sure that the workers were uh, the, the waiters for the affair were real shomer shabbos, and it's not so simple to get. You have to make extra effort, but it's worth the effort. It changes the whole atmosphere, and you'll see, if you do that, that how, how much they are aware of the things that have to be done. It's a completely different person than a non-Jew 
who was, or a non-religious Jew, who was working at the affair. So again, these are things to shoot for. That was our first topic. Now, I want to share with you, before we hear from Rabbi Goldstein, a little bit about what happened to me this week. Before that, let me just uh, say a word about our sponsor, which is Glotmart. And uh, Glotmart is conveniently located at uh, 1205 Avenue M. And meeting your shopping needs is their uh, top priority. And if I always think about price, service, convenience, and quality. Because whether you shop for a few items or for a full wagon load, you can save money at shopping at Glotmart. They have a lot of specials, about 50 items on sale every week. Uh, different items, of course. And uh, the convenience comes in two areas, parking and time. You can save a lot of time using their valet parking service. Just pull into Glotmart from the East 12th Street entrance. They'll park the car for you and have it ready to load up with all those special items you purchase in the store. And at Glotmart, the quality of the meats is A1. With kosher certification from both the Star K and the Vatikashos of Flatbush, with Base Yosef meats and with expert Nikor, at Glotmart, you're getting quality kashras. Glotmart is a 1205 Avenue M, meeting your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove in Glotmart, tell him you heard about Glotmart on Kashras on the Air over J-Root Radio. And now we're going to return to our programming, and I'm going to tell people that we're going to hear from Rabbi Goldstein in a few minutes, but until that time, uh, I'm going to make a little introduction. Then he's going to come and talk, and you can call in and ask anything. Uh, we'd like to ask first about the orange juice, and I'm very interested in people's feelings about this. I've been mean, whether it's something that they're taking on, whether they're not taking it on, whatever reasons, and um, what they think, uh, uh, you know, what, what their feelings are about whatever is taking place with the orange juice situation. And that would be the first topic. After that, you can ask Rabbi Goldstein anything. But in the beginning, we'd like to hear a little bit about our topic tonight, which is the orange juice. And I'd like to tell you three things that happened to me this week. First of all, I had a, a right after the show, I had an opportunity to speak to Rabbi Moshe Wiener. And Rabbi Mo- Wiener told me that he had been recently at a place in Flatbush that is under Hashkacha, of a well-known Hashkacha, and he found over there that they make orange juice, and they have a juicer, and they take the oranges and put it into the juicer and squish it, and then the, it separates the, 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 the skin and, whatever, and the pits or whatever is in there, and only the juice comes out. But obviously it's mixing with the outer part of the, uh, with, 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 with the skin. So uh, I don't know exactly how it breaks down over there, but this is the, uh, the kind of setup that they have. So he observed it. Well, we have a few, a few words of introduction. So, we ha- so he observed it, and he saw that there were several flies among the oranges. And the mashkiach didn't seem aware of it or concerned about it at all. And he didn't know anything about this issue with orange juice. And he didn't know he had to do anything in making the orange juice to check in any which way. Then Rabbi Wiener pointed out to him that many of the oranges had the scale, which we're talking about, that can come off just by picking it off with your finger. You know, when you're taking your fingernail and, and scraping it off, or a little knife or something, they come right off, these scales with the little bug underneath. And he started showing this to the man. And he said, really? I didn't know anything about it. 
And then he had to go and tell the Hashkoch about it because they didn't know anything about it either. So that's the reality. The reality is that that's what they do. When they're making of the orange juice, the, the, the juice is exposed to the peel. I just saw a film today. Rabbi Goldstein uh, uh, sent me the video. It's an interesting video, but not. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it as a must-see. <laughs> like, like I think the other one is a must-see about the scale. But this is how you make orange juice. And in the video, you see them taking the oranges, throwing them into this machine, and the machine presses the orange and then takes away the peel and, the, the, and, and, and it's all together in one process. So there's no question that scales are going into the, into, the, uh, into the orange juice. There's no question if they're there, they have to be going in. That's, uh, that's a, not, it's a no-brainer. If you'd see the, uh, the video, you'd realize that's what happens every time. Now, in the, that was one conversation. Another conversation I had this week was that somebody came to me on Shabbos, and I hope Rabbi Goldstein is listening now. He's on already. And Rabbi Goldstein, you there? Yes, Rabbi I'm Goldstein, here. you there? Yes, yes. Okay, we got a little louder. Okay, Rabbi Goldstein, somebody came up to me on Shabbos. That's one of the reasons I called you. Somebody came up to me on Shabbos at the Kiddush, and he's saying that, you know, he <coughs> says, if this is really true what they're saying, you know, first of all, the national organizations don't seem to have signed on to this issue. They don't seem to be concerned with it. Number two, he says, where is the Rabbanim behind this? Is it just individual mashgichim who saw bugs and are making uh, uh, statements and creating an, an issue? Or is there, are there any Rabbanim behind it? That was the two things that he presented to me. And the third thing that happened this week was I got a call from a Rebetzin. The Rebetzin's husband was out of town, and he gives a lot of hashgachos. And he, uh, she wanted to know, she said, what did you say on J-Root because my phone didn't stop ringing on Tuesday morning from the calls of people who heard the show? What is going on with orange juice? So I told her a little bit about it. And, I, and she said to me that she couldn't understand how it is that the Hashkachos that certify the Hamisha brands have not signed on to this issue. What are they doing? So this really opened up the whole thing in my mind. And I realized I started reading some of the stuff on the Internet because there's a lot of stuff coming out on the Internet now. Uh, fighting this way and fighting that way, saying uh, the, the, was, this laboratory did this, this laboratory did that. And we talked about this last week on the show. The, the people, Rabbi Goldstein, the people are confused. You can start wherever you want. The people are confused. People don't know what to do. People are hearing different opinions, and we want to try to help them to understand. And after a few minutes, we'll ask them to call and talk to us about what their concerns are. So Rabbi Goldstein, give us a little introduction. <laughs> yes. Okay, first of all, Rabbi Wickler, I want to venture for all your listeners, Alexa Gechanika. And it's always a pleasure to be on the show like you do always. And we and me and you already gone together a few years doing bachalal about Taloyim. If we remember, we used to do the trips and we used to do the training programs and positive and all kinds of places. And we learned Mishgichim about leave minus and celery. We learned Mishgichim about aphids and remains and trips and mites and all kinds of insects. 
And Baruch Hashem, we're very successful, very successful what we did till now. And Rabbi Goldstein, I want you to know that everywhere I go, they're doing your method of inspection now. It took over completely from your education. The whole thing about the, sh- the Shemat and the Bedika is like almost universal today. It's a complete transformation in the matter of two years. Three years. Right? Of course, the, the, the Shemat method is the method to go because it's much easier to detect the insects and it doesn't take long to check because if you have Mishgichem or checking leaf by leaf, but that's almost impossible. They can go nuts when they do that, especially right. when you have parsley, little cilantro, and they learn what to look for, and they do the Shemata method, of course they're going to be much more uh, successful and faster. So uh, it's a non brain and somebody shouldn't pick it up. So Baruch Hashem, everybody picked it up, and uh, still a lot of hard work has to go into, you know, to make sure all them give them, they know what they're spotting when they spot. It shouldn't be a dirt, and saying a dirt is a share, it's a share is a dirt. Right. And what's called the new one, I'm not the new one, I'm. So Baruch Hashem, we're very successful in that program. And anybody who wants to learn about bugs could call Rabbi Wickler any time because Rabbi Wickler had arranged already a few times programs where you arrange the people okay, to come Rabbi, together. Rabbi, like, Rabbi, listen, we're, we're, we're friends, right? <laughs> we're no, friends. I'm the air off the air. I'm the air off the air. We're friends. Okay, Rabbi Goldstein, <clears throat> somebody yes. told me, I, I, didn't, I didn't warn you about this, somebody told me that you give, gave a class in the Sephardic Shul and the people said they need the women to come to get some training because that's the people who really, really need the training even more than the men, unless you're a mashkiach. Uh, is there a chance that you could give a class for ladies? <coughs> um, uh, the thing is like this, uh, Rabbi Wicklow. Of course, most mashkiachim out in the field are men. Right. So what we're trying to do is right now to grab how many mishgichim we can grab and teach them and learn them. Now, women is also very interesting, very important to learn them. But most women, they want to learn it, is they want to learn it, they want to learn for their own house. Right. For themselves to check. And Abba Wickler, and Mr. Shem, we're going to set up a program. You could sign up people, women, if they want, and we'll work it out and see how we're going to arrange it to make sure they get top-notch training. To get it done. That, I'm going to hold you to this one <laughs> after this show. That's what we've been working no, on. No, pr- no problem. No problem. Ever working. Okay. No problem. When it comes to Issa Deraisa, you, you need to know your two cents. <laughs> so, um, um, what we want to go back over here is, is that Baruch Hashem, we do this a long time, and I think we're going to still continue to do that. And anybody who wants to arrange something, or who wants to learn, to learn, him, could always call Kasha's Magazine, correct? Right, 718-336-8544. I could set you up with Rabbi Goldstein, and you'll have a special training with him. Again, 718-336-8544 or kashras at AOL.com. Okay, go ahead. So what, let's, let's hear a little bit about what's going on with the okay. orange juice. Okay. Uh, by the way, just for a week, you shouldn't forget, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem, we were very successful too now, and we're going to continue. Now, let's get into the orange juice issue. Remember, not too long ago, we went up on the air, we went up on the air, and we spoke about the orange juice. At that time, I was trying to avoid the issue, most possible I could avoid it. And even now, I was trying to avoid the issue because when experts and Rabbanim are dealing with it, the street shouldn't really become like um, putting pressure from sides 
and to get involved in the whole oranges issue. We would love to, first, um, you know, the experts, they should come up with their numbers like we did. And now we leave it up to Rabbanama. But let me explain for your listeners. Well, can we hear about what those numbers? Issue? Can we hear about right, those numbers? Right, right. right. We, we, we talk about them. No problem. So let's, let's, start, let's start with the issue from the first place. Okay. When an average person goes out and buys something, an orange juice, never will come to their mind you have insects and orange juice. Right. How is it possible you have insects and orange juice? It doesn't sound normal. So the way how it works is when every single person goes in to, let's say, to any grocery, any fruit store, and you pick up an orange, and you look on the orange, you will see black dots. Now, a lot of times these black dots is just they just dirt. And a lot of times they scale insects. How do you know the difference between a black dot and a scale insect? If you look a little closer, or you can use a eh, two-power loop, a three-power loop, a ten-power loop, whatever you want to use, and you look on the head of it, you will see it has the shape of a volcano, roundish. A cone, a cone And by shape. then it comes together. Like a volcano, that's the shape how it looks. Now, if you take a small knife, take a small knife, and you take a small uh, toothpick, and you pick up that black spot, under it you're going to find a female scale, or a male. Now, you... Oranges in the field are very highly infested with these scales. Rabbi Vaya, when he came to New York, and he explained about the problem with oranges, all citric foods, is you have to be careful how you peel the peel off, because when you peel it off the peel, the scale insects might go on to your hand. This is what happens in Israel, in Edsus Road. If you buy an orange, you have to peel, when you start to peel, you have to start to peel from one hand, and then you take it over with the other hand and make sure you didn't touch that part. Then you rinse your hand, then you can use the rest of the orange. But that's particular in Etsus Road. Over here in America, in the United States, they wax the oranges. Because they wax it, the scales get waxed onto the peel. This is only what oranges goes to the stores for sale, for the food stores. Now, before they wax it, they brush it down, they clean it, because when people come into the fruit stores, they want to see impressive oranges. So that's why they clean it. And even after the cleaning process, when we go into the store and you see black dots on the peel of the oranges, and you look good, you will see the scale insects. That means part of it went off, and part of it is left, and they got waxed on. And that's why, because it's waxed on, it's a little hard to remove it. And that's why we don't have, have to be so careful in the United States to peel an orange, the scale is going to go into your hand because it's waxed onto the orange. Well, this, is a, this, is an, uh, this is a navel orange, we call it an eating orange, but the juice oranges will have the regular scales on it without the waxing. Right, right. Even the, regular, even the eating orange, every orange has scales. The juice orange and the eating orange, scales, they, they, by them it's no different if you're going to drink the orange or if you're going to eat the orange. Right. They go into oranges. Now, um, so that's, that's, that's the first place issue where we have with oranges. Now, the orange juice companies are not going to wax oranges to squeeze it. Because there's no point. The whole reason why they're cleaning it and waxing it is when we come to the fruit store, it should be impressive. You should buy it. However, to make orange juice, they just harvest it. They have these big tra- 
through these big trucks where they harvest it into the tractor trailers and they back up and it gets pulled into the company and gets squeezed and there it goes. This is how it works. And um, we were trying, you know, like a long time ago, we started to do the Badikas. Now, to be very, very fair and careful, we're not going to mention any company names tonight. No, Please, do not, not mention and no company names. Because we have to be very sensitive and very careful because we are playing people's feelings and we are, people, we are playing people's money. So we should be very careful. Of an average bottle from orange juice, you can find 35 scale insects. What? And sometimes you can find, yes, and sometimes you can find less, sometimes you can find more. Why sometimes you find less, and why sometimes you're finding more? Wait, it's very you, simple. You're not finding it 35. Depends. You're not finding 35 whole uh, scale insects. You can find you can find whole and non-whole. The the what's the, the average on whole? The end results. The end yeah. results depends always how bad, how infested the orange was in the first place. If the orange was very infested in the Wickler, and one orange bottle goes in twelve, a dozen oranges, and one orange bottle. I think I saw. I think I heard two dozen. Two dozen. Could I heard. Two, I think I today um, I listened to your video. I think it said two dozen. It was a shocking number. Dozen. It was a, a huge number of oranges right. that goes into one big container. Right. 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 So it depends how bad it was in first place. The oranges. If it was pretty infested, of course, the end result is going to be very high. If it was not so infested, it will be a little lower. Now, we don't know. When we go out to the store and we buy a bottle of orange juice, we don't know what was squeezed, which kind of oranges, how infested or how clean they were. How dirty they were, how clean we don't know. And we had written up a whole report, and it gives us an average. We say average one whole scale insect per cup. Per cup? Again, up again, yes. Again. A cup of seven yeah, or eight ounces. You say seven or eight ounces, six, seven, eight ounces. A cup has an yes. average of one scale, whole, whole yes. wheel scale bug? A whole scale bug, yes. Wow. Yes. Now, that's, 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 that's the, that's the Matthias Heimlich. You know, that's how you say Matthias in English. You did it. <laughs> that, that's that's the facts. That these are what the this is what what is really these are, happening. These are the facts. Are right. Yeah. Right. Now, we we took all this information and we gave it over for Rabbanim, Bigot Oilam, and they are right now very very much involved to come out with a pesach. And how it looks right now. Some Rabbanim are going to come out Issa, and they're going to say you shouldn't drink any orange juice at all. And some Rabbanim are going to come out Laheta, the opposite. And I will tell the people, especially your listeners, to wait. Be patient. It's going to be very clear soon which Rabbanim are going to come out Laheta, and which Rabbanim are going to come out Laheta. Did we know why? Then, but do we know the spur is involved, and what, what would the thinking is about somebody who would be makel? Why they would why they would permit it? Listen, I would not want to get into details because it's not fear. Okay. Because the rabbanim are sitting day and night and analyzing it, and we don't want to get into their business. That's their part. My part is to 
give them a tease over. And for them, they have to decide whatever they want. Now, wouldn't question them. If a Ruff says it's kosher, it's kosher. If a Ruff says it's not kosher, then it's not kosher. Okay, before before um, I go on, I just want to say something, and this is something that uh, Rabbi Goldstein said to me. Uh, I don't think, uh, I'm not giving any way any information, but uh, what he said to me today is that he has gone down to several Rabbanim in their house, in their shul, wherever they wanted, and he made a presentation opening up orange juice right in front of him from a container and then showing him how he found the insects, how many they are, and letting him look at it. And uh, according to the way he told me about one rub that we both know, he, the man was he was mamish mystified by it. It was just it was he was he was shocked to see what was going on inside the oranges. Not only with one row, we didn't talk about them. I don't, I don't again, know about all a lot of. I only know about you. Told me the one story today, and I, I knew you okay. about the people too. I just don't know the details. <laughs> okay, now once the bottom come up with their clear sack on the orange juice, then people could decide for themselves what they want to do. Okay. Every 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 person themselves has good common sense, and if they feel they accept what these bottom are telling, what is good. And they could drink it. And some people they want to tell their bun a godlatzatl issa. They shouldn't drink it. That's so the point besides, is that that's besides that's besides we're working very hard. They and two companies now to try to work out to have a line of orange juice without scale insects. Right. It's it's a it's a big procedure. These companies are not small companies. These companies are very big companies. It will take some time. We're working very hard, day and night, on it. But at the present time, our our listeners oh. could prepare orange juice fresh themselves. And you mentioned to me today that some of the stores have actually started, or always did, they're preparing fresh squeezed orange juice. And uh, the the mashkiach in the store is is one of the people you trained, right? And. There is a, a store in Borough Park where they squeeze oranges and they make fresh orange juice, scale-free insects. If they want to know who the store is, they should call the office, sorry, Wickler. Okay. We will tell them tomorrow. Okay. And that's one option. The second option is you can make your own oranges, orange juice. How mm-hmm. do you do it? When you buy the orange, try always to buy an orange with clean of black dots. The scale insects are very big. They're not small at all. They're a middle and nine. It's no question. They're, not, they're a short middle and nine. It's not a small insect. It's a big insect. Now, people, I, I, maybe I should explain it different because for me, small and big means different than the average. Well, we know it means not huge, but it means it's not. Yeah. You, don't have to, you don't have to use a, a loop to see you, it. You see, you see, you see the black dot when you make an eye. Right. It's no shyly. Now. If it's, it looks like you like a black dot, or if it's a scaly insect, then you can use a loop and look if it has like the volcano shape. Now, um, if you want, if I de- that's why I tell for people originally the best when you go buy an orange when you want to make your own oranges, try to look on the peel. If it looks orange has no black dots in it, then you're good to go. Now, if it does have black dots and does have scale insects, you can take a peeler and peel around the orange for one time, only one time around, then you could cut them with a knife in half, wherever you peeled, and then you could squeeze it. And then you can have kosher oranges without any question at all. Besides that, the schmatter 
what we're using for Meshgichem in the restaurants, in the field, the same shmata, it takes a little time. It, take, it takes some time till it goes through the shmata. But if somebody needs orange juice and he wants to be, he wants to be makpet, not to drink the scale insects for himself, then you could buy the shmata. Rabbi Wickler will sell it for you. You can call the office. And I will give it to you, Rabbi Wickler, because I can't deal with everybody. I'll, be, I'll give you the shmatis. And, and you can let, you can spill out, let's say, in the daytime, the whole bottle and put in a, 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 something in the, in the bottom of it, but it would allow the oranges to go through. It takes some time to all oranges go through. And then that's 100% clean sex. I want to uh, tell everybody if they'd like to call in to speak to Rabbi Goldstein, you can do it now. We have people already on the line. 718-683-5858. You can call now. 718-683-5858. Let's take our first caller because I don't want him to wait too long in the line. Go ahead. You're on the air with Rabbi Goldstein, David Goldstein. Go ahead, please. Is that me? Yes, it's you. Okay, my question is, why don't they use a 70-mesh sifter they use for flour, and we have no more problems? Is it that hard for people to get a hold of a sifter, which they're using for flour anyways? Otherwise, you can't use flour in your house. Put it through. Is a 70-mesh sifter good enough or not? Yes, 70-mesh sifter should be good enough. Um, some people claim some particles could go through. If somebody want to be marked on the particles, they can use the mesh or the sister in the house will be good enough. Yes. Okay. So why don't we recommend that to everybody to use? So he just did. You heard him okay. say Okay. Thank you. Take care. Uh, that's that's what many people are saying today, to, to use the 70 mesh. Uh, you can buy it in any store. There's a thing called Pella. That's another company, Pella Filters. They make a filter for uh, for flour. Uh, you, you can uh, it's electric, and they have uh, manual. And if you get the if you, you get electric, you just have to use that sifting part to put the, uh, the to, to put the orange juice through. That would be what could be done. Uh, if you're really like a nervous person, you might put it through twice, and that would definitely be as good as what Rabbi. Uh, I mean, hopefully as good as what Rabbi Goldstein was recommending as a first level. But that piece of material that we're talking about is a very tight material, a very special material. You can use it also for bedikas on the what we call the shmata method. That's that's not a real shmata, but that's what we call it. It's a piece it's a of 60, like a nylon. It's a 60 it's a 62 micron mesh. Well, that's what you have, 62 micron? Okay. Yeah, so, 62 so 70 is even better. 72 and you can use it over and over and over again. You just yes, rinse it it's a very, very easy thing again. to use. Okay, we got another caller. Go ahead. You're on Kashrus on the air with Rabbi David Goldstein, Rabbi Yosef Wickler. Go ahead, please. You're on the air. Yeah. Go ahead. I don't know what you're saying. This is which are you talking about? This is a Israel. Okay. Right, right. Okay, thank you very much. 
Yes, it is, it's a very good thing to go to Gedoli Israel. And what Rabbi Goldstein said is that this has been put in front, this now, the Shiloh is being put in front of exactly what this gentleman said, the Gedoli Israel. When you'll hear the names of the Rabbanim, everyone will accept that these are Unzer Gedolim here in America. It, it wasn't taken towards Israel, but it's the Unzer Gedolim here in America are being consulted right now, and hopefully in the next week or two we'll have a tshuva. Some may agree. It's, it's Rabbi, not a Rabbi, Rabbi Rubin from Etzisrael told me all this orange juice in Etzisrael are free of insects, of scale insects, and he told me he's marked very much all this production to make sure there's no scales in that, the first place. That's Rabbi Avram Rubin, who is consi- from Rehovot, who is considered in Etzisrael to be one of the most, uh, the, one of the leading hashkachas, equal to anybody else in Eretz Israel, is very, very powerful hashkacha, and that he's telling you that in Eretz Israel they are mocked on the scale, in America at this brand. time, not yet. Excuse me? On his hashkacha. Yeah, on his hashkacha, I understand. Okay, we, so we're going to go on a little bit. Oh, we have more callers? Okay, put another caller on. Yaron Kashrus on the air. Can we help you? Yes. Go ahead. Are you speaking? Okay. You're talking about kashas now with the scales, with the oranges. Okay, I hear that. Where do you get the shmata? Oh, well, we can get you one. It's not a very big deal. Uh, it's a, the material is is something that's it's, it's not really you, you will get it. You will get it by kashas magazine yeah. by the okay. office. You should call. I don't get kashas magazine. Does there, you call our office seven one eight three three six. Eight five four four seven one eight three. Okay. Now, one more thing I'd like to ask, which I think is very important. Okay. There are caterers slash food fruit stores that make these stunning platters. On the platters, they put there's an orchid flower that's very pretty that's right. full of bugs, right. and they put it. And I asked somebody, a from person, why are you putting it on your? What do you mean? It's edible. I said all the bugs on it are also edible. He rolled his eyes, and he still does it. I want to know why somebody can't come out. If a store has a hashkacha, why do they let these things be put out? It should be say on it, one the second. flowers are not checked. One second, one second, one second. Any yeah. store with a real hashkacha on the store or would not allow the regular flowers to be put out. Because the flowers that you're talking about, those so-called edible flowers, very pretty, they, almost every single one has several bugs. I've it seen does. it myself every single time. Not maybe, definitely. It's, I know that. I've seen it. So, but, so the point is like this. That, that store doesn't really have Ashkacha. Or if it has Ashkacha, obviously the person is not familiar with this issue. But anybody, I mean, Rabbi Goldstein has been training Mashkichim. Do store, they train ladies? We don't have, the, the, most of the stores don't, most of the places do not hire a Mashkich house. There no, are ladies in your own house. Okay. How many ladies well, don't know what it means we, how to check? Right. Well, what that's what we buying. talked about earlier. And Rabbi Goldstein said we're going to be setting up a program. And you can call my office, 718. Three three six eight five four four, and you will be one of the first ladies in that program. Thank you so much. I enjoy your program immensely. Thank you. Fiscal immensely. But you should try the magazine too. <laughs> It'll help a lot. Okay. Rabbi Wickler. Yeah. I have to mention this. Edible flowers has trips and mites in it, very small one, and it's very hard to inspect it. 
There is a few caterers, big ones, out where they check every single edible flower. And right. there's also places in Borough Park and Flatbush where they make platters with edible flowers, and they check every single one of them, trying to them. Other places where they're not familiar with the issue sometimes because the size of the insect and how it hides under the flower inside, um, when people see that issue, they should, they should call Rabbi Wickler, the office, and they should also try to explain the Mishgich and find out who the Ashgoch is. Like this, we could most likely, they aren't familiar with the issue. Right. And it's always good it's to not, it, it's not a have that thing. information. Like this, we could uh, bring it up to the Rabbanon, to the Balmachshir, and train these Mishgichim. Like this, we could, uh, you know, have our platters should be free of insects. Rabbi Goldstein, it's true. Uh, the Mishgichim and the Hashgachas, they definitely would be cooperative. It, it, what happens, though, is sometimes what I think this lady was really referring to is sometimes the owner of the store or a person who's, who's working on his own, he doesn't necessarily even have a hashkocha. He thinks, oh, I've heard stories about that, but you don't eat that. But the point is, if, it's, if there are little live bugs, which I've seen it myself, in those flowers, they're going to come out, they're going to be in the other food, too. They're not going to stay in the flower if you leave it there. You can't garnish... A, a kosher thing with something that could have insects in it. You have to have the garnishings be kosher too. Okay, we got another caller. Go ahead, please. You're on cautious on the air. Can we help you? You're on with Rabbi Gold, David Goldstein, and Rabbi Yosef Wickler. Go ahead, please. Hello. You're on the air. Do you hear me? A hundred percent. We're waiting for whatever you want to say. Okay, I am a mashiach. Works for many different companies. Uh, not naming any names. No, we wouldn't let you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Edible flowers are simple to check if you're trained in and know how to check edible flowers. So for a woman at home, it's a simple thing to do. They just need to know how to do it. Somebody, uh, Rob needs to show them how to do it. Um, I would like to know clearly the, 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 the training, you know, what the training is about. You were, you were mentioning there's a training People that want to have training, what is the training based on exactly? Like, you know, hello? We're listening. The training, are, what, do you, what, do, what exactly do you want to know? You want to know what, you want to know what, they, what we train for? Right. Or, so or usually, we weekly, we weekly, usually it's like this. Mishgichim, when we train them in, we try to ask the Mishgichim, what are they going to check at the day? Some Mishgichim, they tell me to check pasta, do cilantro. Some Mishgichim that told me to check edible flowers. Some Mishgichim that told me to check flower, plain flowers. Some people check all kinds of different dried fruits like apricots, nuts. So every Mishgich is trained in whatever he's going to do for his job. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me tell you. Are they bit. also trained in that if something is wrong, they have to go to the Hashgacha company and tell what happened before they tell their the boss in the place that owns the store. No, we, we, we do not get them They have to be trained in to know that they'll lose their job if they say it, but they have to do it because yeah. you're a yid. You're, 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 There's you're, no you're, questions you're, about it. You're going to lose your job, but you have to go and tell the Ashkocha company what's going on. If there's, if there's games going on, you're, you have to be, I mean, has to be trained in that also. Well, that that's not Rabbi, Go- Rabbi Goldstein's, like, I, I know Rabbi Goldstein does. Rabbi I think Gold- that's Rabbi Wickless Field. <laughs> Rabbi Goldstein will take a person from zero 
I, I, I sent him people. I know who I sent. So I sent mm-hmm. some difficult cases. And he took that person and he made him good at this, that, and the other thing. If he, if he can handle that, he'll go further. He could make a person be extremely capable going as far as he could go. And also, Rabbi Goldstein stuck with the people until they got it down pat was available for them afterwards is a beautiful thing. So many mashkichim in the field today owe their whole career to Rabbi Goldstein. That's the fact. I mean, I'm not trying to tell anybody what to do. I'm just saying, if you that want that track, that's a contract. But it, the, the, what you're talking about, about how the mashkich is supposed to act, that's a totally different thing. And that, like you said, the, let somebody call me. I'll give him a little education. Doesn't cost a penny, but that that uh, definitely uh, is a difficult issue because you're 100 percent right. If a mashgiach is good, sometimes he gets fired. That's a big That's problem. Right. It's a very big problem. Most of the time, actually. Right. right. So then we just recently got fired or something like that. Well, the, but the point is, the point is, it is a, a double-edged sword. Uh, but most of the people that I know have been able to stay in the field and satisfy the uh, the balabas to so, you know and and the and the hashkacha. Uh, most of them have been able to do it. I do know people who had exactly your experience. Many of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you very much for the call. Oh, can I ask you one more question? Uh, the number to call Rabbi Goldstein. That way, I can talk to him about the yeah, training and maybe a job in the future. I, I suggest you call me, at, and we'll, okay. we'll get you over there. 718-336-8544. That's Rabbi Wickler, Cautious Magazine, 718-336-8544, and we'll be able to make the connection for you. Thank you for Thank calling. Thank you so much for your clear information, and the training is appreciated by all clients at all. Thank you. Okay, we really another, need it. Okay. Majorly, very, very badly. There's mashkichim out there that don't even know how to check. They, well, they, they, they just, they're there, you know? But they, they, they're not, they don't know how to even check. They know how to check an egg, but they don't know how to check lettuce. They don't know how to check well, edible they, flowers or something that comes in. They don't even know how to deal with the boss to tell him what's right and wrong. But it is, it is changing. part of the training of a mashkiach, not only how to check, also how to deal with the, the issues at hand, you know, to have, have to have guts and you have to tell what's right and wrong. Right, but you not need to a, just you need to a cooperative the kashkocha has to be behind you. If the kashkocha right. is not behind you, you can't expect this man to give up Panasa for his family. Uh, if the if the Rav wants to close his eyes, you know that 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 happens very often. And what one of them, you know, we give out an award every year, a thousand dollars for the title. We give the title of Mashkiach of the Year. And one of the Mashkiachim that I chose, and we gave him the thousand dollars. He told me that his own kashkocha which is a nice one, um, is fooled by uh, the caterers and the, the, work, the places he's worked. They've, they've said to him, don't send so-and-so again. Why not? Because he was just too, too tough. Don't send him right. again. And so and they fall into that all the time. And really, the Hashkocha needs a little education too sometimes in terms of, 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 of how far they can go with the with the uh, caterer with the with the company. Well, thank you. I might be your uh, your your mashkiach of the year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you very Seriously. much. <laughs> thank you, Kate. Okay, we have Shuk, another... I will call you. Okay, when yeah. is best to call? Y- you just call. We'll get back to you. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. You can call now call. if you want. No, it's okay. a it's a very important. But this caller brought brought up. 
a lot of mishgichim, when they come into a food service place, a restaurant, and they don't have put me on the, line now. The, the, the experience how to check for bugs. And he comes in over there, he washes it, he checks it. The balabas, the owner of these restaurants, the owner of these places, they censored very fast. When you have a mishgich, the opposite way around, he comes in, he knows when he touches the box, he makes the bedike, he shows for the owner of the restaurant, look how many bugs I found here. Right. But the next day he shows him, look how clean this is in the first place. What happens is the owner of these restaurants and these food service places started to get more respect for the mishgichim. And the mishgichim feel it right away. And also these mishgichim cast for more money. Because they have a specialty into them. And this will be doing a lot because we see, we saw in the years by a lot of Mishgichim suffering in these food service places. And Baruch Hashem, Rabbi Wickham and me saw together how many times we changed it around. 100%. But I just want to share with you when uh, everybody's listening, there are still plenty of many Hashkafas, there are plenty of Hashkafas where a person can be hired without the Rav Hamachshin knowing it. He gets a replacement. And he's allowed to get a replacement, and sometimes the replacement has never, ever, ever done any hashkocha, and there's, there's no training whatsoever, and now he is the mashkiach for that day, for that week. There was a gentleman, who I know him very well, and he said to me, I'm working already for weeks, and the Rav HaMashe doesn't know that I'm here. He doesn't like me. He would never let me work here but he doesn't even know that I'm the mashkiah under his hashkafa for weeks. So it's obviously uh, something that needs a lot of work where the people uh, become educated, which we're, to, which we're doing here, and that they start demanding to have mashkichim that were properly trained. In the world today, I'm not joking what I'm saying now, in the world today, people ask, were you trained? Did you, were you trained by Rabbi Goldstein? People ask that question now. And it's a, and it, 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 they, they, or if not, then who did train you? A lot of times people tell me I'm self-trained, which is not very good. Because they don't know, they don't know that, what they're missing. They may know what they're seeing, but they don't know what they're missing. So really, you do need, we do need some more uh, certification and pr- preparation and training. And that's really the, the difference in, the, in quality of, different, of hashkachas. Okay, we have another caller. Go ahead. You know, Rabbi Rickler, yeah. Rickler, you know, people ask, what happened? Why are we going so much lately on the bug issue, insects? Why are we going so crazy lately about it? It's a very simple answer. When it comes to meat, everybody chooses and picks. I only eat this company of shechita. I only eat this company of shechita because I know the shoichit. I know who does it and this and that, the nikkah. I know everything. People are very picky when it comes to meat. Now, we're talking about glut kosher, not glut meat, glut kosher right. meat. And we're not talking about tarfus, as we show Tarfus is alive. When it comes to insects, it's five, six times more than meat. Anyway, of we're course not getting... we have to, uh, Of course we have to be more makbet and more machmer when it comes to telurim than anything. Rabbi Goldstein, years ago, people were happy to have an orange and a pear and a, and a banana. Today, everybody uh, has uh, everything. Uh, very good you mentioned that. Very good you mentioned that. And I have to tell for all your listeners, bananas are good. Yeah. Watermelon is good. Cantaloupes are good. 
Honeydew is good. Pomegranate is good. But what about apple the pineapple? What about the new the new pineapple issue? It's not so new. Of the pineapple, you have to cut it down enough so you don't have the brown spots and then rinse over the pineapple. And we make sure there's no brown holes, then you can use the pineapple. The brown holes is the issue because in the brown holes, you're finding mites in it. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. after you do that, you have to rinse the knife, the cutting board, and the pineapple. And then you can use the pineapple. But, but Winkler, don't confuse your listeners. There's plenty of food you can eat without any problems. Craisins are good. Not raisins, craisins right. are good. And there's plenty of pumpkin seeds are good. There's plenty of food you can eat without any problems. 100%. We should be happy with that. Okay, we have another caller. Go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry to make you wait okay. so long. Okay. What about if you find a if you get a present at a platter and there's oranges on it? Could you eat the oranges and the stuff around it? You can eat an orange. orange. You have to just do what the rabbi told you before. You look for these little black. Explain it again to the young man. Okay. Rabbi Goldstein. Again, the, the Shiloh was what? He's in. He's getting a platter. And uh, yes. from the place, it may not have ashkocha, but the platter comes as thirty-five, fifty dollars. And now he wants to know there's oranges on there. What should he do? Oranges on the platter? Yeah. Just peel it and eat it. That's it. And let's say it's peeled already. Do better. It's even even better. <laughs> Just rinse it and eat it. No, we're not, we're, the okay. thing the thing we're talking about is that. When it's on, when the scale is on the uh, the the rind, and then they throw it into a machine and it separates it and squishes it and makes the juice. At that time, it, it takes some of these scales and puts it into the juice. When you're eating an orange, that never happens to you. Well, let's say you get an orange from Eretz that the bugs there's no wax on it, and how do you know the bugs didn't go off the orange? They don't go in. They better never go Oof. in. They never go in. They, they live. They live on that. They li- If you see the video, you can email me, and I'll email you the video. The video shows that they have what they call proboscis. They have like a little tube that goes into the uh, skin of the orange, and that's what they live off of. And they don't walk. Later on, they walk. They're right now. They're dormant. Are they inside oh, the sc- scale thing? Then they eventually fly. They actually get wings and they go out. That's the male. The male. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much for calling. What, what yeshiva are you in? Trasomach. And what? What? How old are you? Huh? How old are you? Fourteen. Thank you very much for calling and for listening. Keep listening. You're going to become a big, you're going to become a very big person in your family because you're going to know about Kashrus more than almost anybody else. Thank you for listening. Okay, you're on Kashrus on the air. Go ahead. You're on with Rabbi David Goldstein. Go ahead, please. Yes, I fail Hanukkah, first of all. Thank you. Second of all, I want the lemons and grapefruits have the same problem? Yes. And... Oh, so people shouldn't use the rhyme. They have, you know, uh, and the kids, they have zest. These, these, these zests, right. Yeah. Thank you. These zests that they peel off the yeah. oranges and stuff. Now, if I cut an orange in half, straight in half, like I see some machines have in the stores, the, the automatic juices, is that a problem? Rabbi Goldstein. If you, if you cut the orange in half and you squeeze down the orange... Old-fashioned old old orange juice squeezes, though. Old-fashioned orange juice squeezes. We remember squeezing it. Is that a problem? Together with the peel. 
With the peel, yes. But the peel's on the out yeah, on the I, top. I, I, I will be very careful with it. Okay, but I see some in some of these orange juice places that the machine. If, if you do see, hands. if you do see it, you should mention to them. You should show them the orange. Show them the scale and check if you if you're able to do that and explain to them that could be a, a shower from Isidoraisa, and they should be careful with it. That's but all. If you if they're careful and they've checked and there's no uh, insects on there, then there's nothing to worry about. Right. These places they do check every single orange before they squeeze it. There like are we mentioned before. Yes. 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 Okay, thank you very okay, much. Okay, we only have a couple more minutes. Anybody else there? Okay, we have the caller. Go ahead, please. I'm here. Go ahead. Hi. Uh, you know, I heard about the pineapple, and in my house, I checked pineapple, and I cut away all the brown, and I cut away, and, and as I cut into the yellow fruit, I found live uh, mealybugs, right. as depicted in Rabbi Vaya's book. And I showed it. It's, it was nearly an eye, and there were big bugs. It was supposed to be, I did it on three different pineapples, um, uh, two from one brand and one from another brand. They happened to have been Costa Rican pineapples, but it was way deeper into the fruit. The only thing Correct. That, that I Correct. saw. We had that issue. We had that bugs. issue. Correct. We had an issue with pineapple. That's why we have to be very careful with pineapple. We're still looking into that matter. And um, we didn't have that issue for a long time. This year it happened, a week or two. We notified about it, and we were still looking into that issue. And if we're going to have a problem, we're going to have to be more the oil about the problem. But meanwhile, you should be careful with pineapple. But it, but we we haven't gotten to the point where we could say that it's a real uh, uh, a problem across the board. It may have been. Uh, I can't say, I can't say we got to the point at any point because we still have to look into it. We work Hashem so busy with the orange juice with right. all kinds of uh, different issues, and it's sake. It's a it's a derisa, and so you have to be very very careful uh, with the with the, with the, with, the, with the pineapple, of course. And I I I, I called up Abivaya. I mentioned to him about it. And we're definitely going to look into it. Okay, I thank you for that call. We're going to we're going okay. to follow that one along too. And let one just tell all my listeners again, if they're interested in uh, training from Rabbi Goldstein, if they're interested in the uh, scale video, they can email us if they want to get uh, that. Also, piece also of- very important, Rabbi Wickler. Um, lately, I found out you have a lot of liquid listeners. Right. So all for your Lakewood listeners, we have Shuram to teach people bugs in Lakewood, too. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, so we that, call your ha- office, and we take it from there. Okay, we'll take care of that one, too. But, but I just want to remind you, Rabbi Goldstein, you said that we will be setting up a training program for ladies, and this time we're going to hold you to it, however we're going to do it. So, so any ladies who want to sign up for that, please get in contact with me. We'll try to start that right away. And until next week, this is your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, uh, for Kashrus on the Air. And thank you very much, Rabbi Goldstein, for joining us again. No problem. Always a pleasure. Shavalech Tegichanek, Shavnachos, and 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 Shavnachos, and